G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast. I hope you've had a great day and a great week as we near the end of yet another week. And we start the month of December, second day in December. A lot of people in a festive mood and off to all their parties and whatnot at the moment. It's a very, very busy time of year, I know. And that's why I thought today in this particular episode, I wanted to start off with something to do with routine. I want to explain a few things about routine and give some examples as to why it's so important for us as traders. Because, you know, yes, we look at the markets. Yes, we manage our risk. Yes, we manage a lot of things. And yes, we follow a lot of rules. But a lot of people let the routine lapse. And I, for one, know recently, I certainly fall into that bracket. Now, the thing, you know, from my standpoint, what has happened in the back half of this year, mainly the last sort of, I think, five or six weeks now regarding the market and what's been going on with certain platforms and whatnot, it kind of knocked me quite a bit. It was a significant blow. It hurt, and uh, I'm bouncing back from that. But one of the things that I did notice was my energy levels were lower. Uh, my ability to be as interested, as focused, these sorts of things, they started to slide a little bit. And um, look, there's a number of factors that go into that. But one of the main things I think that's really important for us to understand is what is it that we need as people? And not everybody needs the same thing. You know, you'll see these influences on Instagram and whatnot, Facebook and hoo-ha, blah, blah, whatever, telling you that you should be doing 100 push-ups a day and 300 sit-ups and blah, 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 and this is the this is the way to a successful six-pack or whatever it may be. And sure, while they might be right, not discrediting them, what I'm saying is it might not be right for you. So when it comes to routine, you don't need to be like anyone else. You need to find what works for you. Now, years ago, my routine used to be get up the crack of dawn, pretty much just after the sun would rise, I'd be down there walking along the coastal walk here in the east, the east of Sydney along Bondi and Bronte and so on. And uh, I'd be back home about eight o'clock and on the way in, I'd pick up a coffee, I'd, you know, Get in and have that coffee. Let myself melt away a little bit more because you're still sweating. And um, and then after that shower, and I would start my trading day. And of course, that would consist of turning on the computer, la di da, those sorts of things. But one of the big things for me, and I'll, I'll come back to the beginning of this routine in just a second, um, was the sound that a door makes when it closes. I know really weird, huh? But the thing is, this is the reason why that was such an integral part. It was, you call it an anchor. An anchor is, think about, you know, when you hear a song and it reminds you of a ski trip you did with your mates back in 2012 or, you know, whatever, something along those lines. You hear that music or you smell that smell and you go, oh, instant recognition of a moment in time. Uh, That is what an anchor is. Now, from my standpoint, my anchor was that door clicking because I've always traded by myself, well, ne- nearly always. You know, we've gone 18, 17, 18 years ago now. There was a couple of years where I was in an office and I was doing it with other people. But for the, for the last sort of my, my successful trading career, let's say, was pretty much, pretty much being alone, okay, except for one year where I had that fun set up. That was the only year that I actually worked with a team. And the thing is, every single time I would go into any office that I had, whether it be a home office or an office that I rented, there would always be a door and that door would always have a click. And I didn't change offices for quite some time. So when that door would click, that was almost like my pre-routine was my exercise in the morning, my um, getting my coffee, having a shower, getting dressed, saying goodbye to the kids or whatever it was, depending on whether I had kids or not, but this is recently. And, um, and getting myself into the zone. As soon as I closed that door, it was like pre-day, my daily routine 
click, done, check that box. And the next part of that was my trading routine. And my trading routine started when that door went click. I would then go ahead and start on my computer, get my water sitting next to me, get everything that I needed set up so that I was able to get into my day. Now, I haven't been doing that quite as much lately, mainly because there's been a big shift in my routine. I'm spending a week in Sydney and a week either in Noosa or the Gold Coast at the moment. And um, I'm still getting used to that routine. That's been going on for maybe eight weeks, nine weeks, 10 weeks, something like that. I'm still getting used to that routine, that, that new routine for me. And I think that's probably why I've been a little bit more exhausted of late. Because when you do break a routine and you've got to learn how to live a certain, you know, different lifestyle or a different life that you're used to, it does knock you around a little bit. And I'll happily put my hand up and, you know, admit that, yeah, it's, you know, my, my recent changes in life has definitely knocked me around a bit. It's been a tough year. But coming back, Having that routine allows you to feel powerful. Um, my current routine at the moment, which I've, I've really started to sort of double down on the last couple of weeks, is I'm, I'll go and have, have my shower. I've got my kids here, so therefore I've got to drop them off to school in the week so I have them, and um, I'll, I'll finish my shower cold, and it takes your breath away. So there's breath work required to do all of that. Now, that breath work in the cold water, it's kind of like a positive affirmation type thing while you're freezing. And um, and I've got to get myself to a point where my breathing is now calm. I used to do a lot of ice baths until my personal trainer who used to do that has moved away since then. And now I've got to do some you know things myself. In winter, I'll go down and start my day in the cold ocean. Um, but in summertime nowadays, I mean, the water's still bloody cold, but, you know, it gives you that shock. And whilst I'm doing that breath work, I am also, you know, doing positive affirmations. It's going to be a good day. I am going to be strong. I'm going to do really well. What is there is there and what it will be will be, but I'm going to be the best version of me, that sort of stuff. And I come out of that shower and I'm, you know, your skin's all tight and warm or sorry, not warm, your skin's all tight and cold. And you're like, right, let's get into this day. Those are the little things that make a difference. Then I'll drop the kids off, come back, boom, boom, boom. I'll start my day in that way. And um, that's my my routine at the moment. Now, I'm looking to change that up a little bit. I've got to get a better routine for when I'm not here in Sydney. When I'm here in Sydney, I've got a fairly strict routine, mostly governed by my children and what I can and can't do. But when I'm on the Gold Coast, or I'm fortunate enough this time to be staying on the beach uh, so I can walk out the front door or back door, whatever you want to call it, and walk on the beach, go for a swim. Now, that doesn't take very much time at all, but it's a beautiful way to start your day. And I found with routine, it's about it's as much about a beautiful start to your day as it is about a positive action. A beautiful start to your day, it can be a rainy, horrible, terrible day. But if you walk down and you jump in that water or you go for a nice walk through the bush or through the streets or wherever you're able to do it, it sets you up because you've already done something. And that's why I think the ice bath and the cold shower works really well for, you know, snapping you out of it. Each time you do an ice bath, do I like doing ice baths? No. Who wants to get into a bloody, I've got this massive wheelie bin. (laughs) I got it brand new, don't worry. And you you fill it with water and then you put about 20 bags of ice in it. It lasts a couple of days. Do I like getting into that ice bath? Is there ever a time I'm like, oh, goody, I'm going to have an ice bath? No, never once have I thought, oh, goody, I'm going to get in a freezing cold three-degree you know, tub of 
ice and water because that's what I really, really want to do. I know it's not something I want to do. I do it anyway. And because you start the day overcoming something that you don't want to do, you prove to yourself that you can do something, that you are worthy and you are able to do more than you, you know, suspect that you do, so suspect that you can. And it gives you a really good sense of understanding of self. Now, self is an important part of us with everything in life, but in trading, we need to back ourselves in our decisions that we make. We need to make sure that if we're not feeling that strength, that we don't trade that day. If we do feel that strength, we go about our day like you wouldn't believe. You do everything you're meant to do, and if there are trades there, you take them. When it comes to dealing with relationships or people that might be annoying you, if someone gets triggered and starts getting angry, typically if you're tired, down, not feeling confident and strong, you'll snap back. What does that lead to? It leads to arguments. It leads to problems. It leads to more issues that you don't need. So starting that day with that routine and starting your day with a bit of, you know, a bit of something you might not want to do. That's why morning training is good. You don't necessarily want to get up out of bed at six in the morning and go for a run or go to the gym or go to your class or whatever it may be that you do. When you do it and you get back, you feel all the better for it. So just think those things through as you approach this weekend and think about the routines that you're placing down. Because right now, is as good a day as any to make sure that you understand what you need. And you can change it. You can work with it. Find what works for you. But a routine can change your life. So that's my chunk on routine leading into a quick little take, sorry, a quick little run through of the top 10. What's happened? Well, yesterday, we're talking about Bitcoin here. Yesterday, we sold off 1.1%. Today, we're down 0.4 of a percent. Not a great deal going on at this stage. Very, very slow. But this is absolutely fine. We haven't seen the radical sell-off. Bam, straight back into it. We've seen a wild, I'm sorry, a mild, not wild, not wild for a change, a mild bit of a pullback. And we may, <coughs> excuse me, we will or I shouldn't let me let me rephrase that. We have the opportunity here that we can maybe hit. I don't know. I think sixteen eight looks pretty good. Test that level or where where we are right now, and then go on to move higher. Now, if that is to occur, we'll have a second wave of buying in what has been a very uh, new uptrend on Bitcoin. Does it mean it's going to move higher? Absolutely not. No, this is a very new move in the market, but um, it has slowed right up, but it's grinding its way back. It's not just gone kaput, sold off heavily. We're still up this week, despite the last two days of selling. It's not up significantly, but it's 2.9%. It would be lovely to see if we can get a bit of uh, upward momentum. I don't even mind if it goes sideways this weekend, and then we get some upward momentum possibly into the early stages of next week and throughout that week. The more established these trends become, the easier it's going to be for us to profit from them because we're going to have more options. Simple as that. So Bitcoin's down 0.4% today at 16896 the current price for Bitcoin. Uh, Ethereum holding its ground a little bit better. Yesterday, selling off 1.4%. Today, only down 0.2%. It's at 1,272 and very similar to Bitcoin, except for it hasn't broken the low of yesterday's daily candle. The four-hour, sorry, not the four-hour, the 12-hour. Look, if we there's a little bit of support down at 1,235, that's about as deep as I'd want it to go before potentially seeing further upside to keep the trend nice and smooth. It's what we're after there with Ethereum. <laughs> 
On to Binance, $288.61. That represents a fall of 1.3% today. Yesterday, down 2.7%. And um, look, it's not looking as healthy as some of the other markets. In fact, we may actually move into a 12-hour downtrend. Not the cleanest of downtrends, but it's just starting to roll over, which I don't mind because there is a one-hour downtrend. If it does extend its lows further on this one-hour trend, there'll be some pretty decent shorting opportunities there on BNB. I'm happy with that. I don't mind if we're going long or short. I just want to get trends. It's 288 and 64 right now on Binance. XRP having a bit of a Barney today. Uh, yesterday, it was down 2.7%. Today, it's down 2.5%. It's really sold off a lot steeper than many of the other markets out there. Perhaps that's got something to do with Coinbase saying they're going to delist it. I'm not quite sure, but there certainly has been a bunch of talk about that of late. And that's the only thing I can sort of relate to XRP's price declining further. As far as the one hour time frame goes, there's a little bit of a trend, but it ain't too pretty. It ain't too pretty at all. Uh, from XRP, we're, sorry, we're at 38.6 cents down 2.5%. Doge down 3.1% today. Doesn't look too bad on the daily chart, though. Yesterday down 4.7%. As I said, today 3.2. It's at 9. Sorry, yeah, 9.8 cents. The thing with doge right now is that the daily you know it hasn't really set a higher low properly yet maybe this will be the opportunity for doge to do exactly that uh, last week it did have a strong week up 28 percent. so far this week we're down 0.2 so not much happening so far in the bigger scheme of things on the cardano next which is down 0.32 of a percent at 31 cents and look i've got to say it is a horrendous looking chart it is not attractive in any way shape or form it did not push itself into a daily uptrend like many of the other markets. It's got a break above 32.2 cents for that to occur. It does have the potential for a higher low yet again, but until we get more, I'm not really interested at 31 cents on Cardano. Uh, Matic. Well, it's had one of the better weeks so far. It's uh, it's up 7.6% this week. It has pulled back a little bit. Yesterday, it closed down 2.6%. Today, it's pretty much flat at 90 cents. Um, look, the there's not too much to discuss on the higher timeframes, uh, mainly because on the 12 hour we go low to high, so there is no uptrend there. It's uh, it's not very interesting on the four hour at this stage either. I'm really hopeful to see this leg up again on Matic to really solidify that trend. As I say, we're flat today at 90 cents. The only market in the top 10 so far today that is up is DOT at $5.43. That represents a half percent gain so far after closing down 1% yesterday. If and only if we can push above, it's roughly $5.50. We get above there, we've got a four-hour uptrend and tickety-boo, off we go, weekend trading opportunities. You beauty. Going to wait and see how that goes. Solana's down half a percent today after selling off yesterday 4.7%, sitting at $13.41. It's very similar to Cardano in the sense that it's... Uh, a yuck chart. There ain't nothing pretty about it right now. I'll be leaving that alone. And finally, on to Shiba, which was down 1.5% yesterday. It's down 0.33% right now. And that that level I spoke of yesterday, a little bit of a resistance coming in, it didn't really am- amount to much. It just sold off from that point, not not creating the trading opportunity for a breakout. So, yeah, guys, it's, it's really a, you know, Pretty good time to be going and doing something else. You know, there are some opportunities that are popping up, but we have we are really lacking that next wave. If we do get that next wave, that's what I'm after. The next wave of buying would be optimal because we do have more uptrends than we do downtrends. And it would be a nice feel-good feeling into the end of the year leading into the Christmas period. I hope you're all well. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already, make sure you jump on the Discord. Plenty of things in there that you don't get on here or Twitter or anywhere else. 
like asking us questions and having access to other like-minded traders. It's absolutely free. And we've got to do is click on any of my social channels, all the description in the podcast. But I know when it comes to podcasts, most people probably won't do it because you're listening, not really reading. But you know where to find it. And same as the Become a Trader course, totally free there. Coming into the holiday season, why not learn something new? Get yourself some trading education. Doesn't cost you a dingling, and it could change your life. That's up to you, not me. Have a great weekend, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this show, and uh, I look forward to bringing you more next week. Take it easy. Bye for now.